Tito's and Shiner Gonna be an all-nighter And I just might find her At the Whataburger line Dance halls and women But man, I'm wishing That I was fishing by the river tonight In Texas Howdy, 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 everyone Welcome back to another episode of Tex-ish The show about some things Texas And some things not We have another great interview in store for y'all Here in about 20-25 minutes Carrie Kepler, mother, spouse, CrossFit, badass, CrossFit, OG, gym owner, businesswoman, fitness Overall badass athlete. And so kind and Mm -hmm. so fun. Her phone was buzzing off the hook with clients that I'm sure had nutrition questions and Mm -hmm. workout questions, but she was kind enough to give us about an hour and a half of her day in between meetings. Yeah. Was super present, super engaged. Cannot wait for you to hear this interview. It's awesome because I get the sense that she never sits still. So the fact we were able to convince her to sit still for an hour and a half, I feel like that's a win. That's one in itself. (laughs) Also, her posture made me so insecure. Shoulders back, not leaning forward too much, not leaning back too much, just so sturdy and perfect. Mm-hmm. Shoulders rolled back Great posture. posture. I, I wish we had a video because I would just say, see that posture? That's what you're supposed to look like. <laughs> Can't wait for you to hear from Carrie. But before we get there, we've got a few segments for y'all. But as always, first off, we have some not sponsors. Not sponsors. Who are we not sponsored by? We today? are not sponsored by Barefoot Shoes. Are you all about that barefoot life, but actually not? Barefoot shoes. You get to say you're a hippie or granola or really into alternative fitness and be like, I'm a barefoot person. Check out my barefoot shoes. It's like vegan chicken. It needs a new name. Barefoot shoes. Do you tell everybody you walk around barefoot, but actually put on shoes? Barefoot shoes. Barefoot shoes. Barefoot shoes for when you want to look like you're cool. But you're really not. Barefoot shoes. Barefoot shoes. The vegan version of shoes. I feel like it's disingenuous that they aren't just bare feet that you put over your own feet. I feel like it's disingenuous that they're not just barefoot. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Why is it a barefoot shoe? It's a shoe. Barefoot shoes. When you want to go barefoot, but you're a weenie. (laughs) Barefoot (laughs) shoes for when the bottom of your feet are basically like a lush little cheek. (laughs) <laughs> I like the vegan chicken comment. I thought that was well, good. it's the same thing, it's right? The same it's, thing. Yeah, it's a vegan burger. It's a vegan burger. No, yeah. it's not. It's something else. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. I liked that. Been one. sitting on it for about two weeks. <laughs> We're also not brought to you today by craft beer. Craft beer. Craft beer. Have a craft beer. Depending on the craft brewery, it's going to either be way too bitter or way too strong. Craft beer. Do you just want to burn $20 for four beers? Why spend $2 on a beer when you could spend 10 Craft beer. Craft beer. It's really expensive and tastes a little different. Craft beer, where every beer is more like we dare you. Craft beer, for when the gas station says mustache. Craft beer. We made this one out of Fruit Loops. <laughs> Craft beer. It's a vanilla, pecan, fruit loop, eyelash. Hefeweizen. 
IPA. <laughs> craft beer. You can cut this one with a fork. Craft craft beer. Is that a comic book on the can? <laughs> craft beer. You got to have a beer to drink it. <laughs> craft beer. It's local. <laughs> craft beer. Most of it's Sprite. Craft beer. We bought it from somebody else. <laughs> All right. What happened once upon a time in Texas history? So once upon a time in Texas history, it's I'm going to take you back to the wonderful year of 1900. Things 1900. are just starting to look up. You know, everybody's having a good time. Maybe the sun's out shining when suddenly you're hit with the worst natural disaster in U.S. history. Awesome. So in 1900, September 8th, 1900, the Great Galveston Hurricane, known regionally as the 1900 storm became the deadliest natural disaster in United States history and the fifth deadliest Atlantic hurricane of all time. Awesome. It left between 6,000 and 12,000 fatalities in the United States. Most reports say 8,000, but there are people who just went missing, never heard from again. Like it was so bad. They couldn't track everybody who died. Wow. After that, after the actual, uh, hurricane itself in Galveston, the coastline surged like 8 to 12 feet. And overall, what was going on is they just like were not prepared, right? The le- they didn't have any type of levees built, like the, the wall that we know right now just wasn't around. So it was a huge massive disaster. Yeah. It cost 34 million in those dollars, which translates into over a billion dollars in damage. Wow. The biggest natural disaster in U.S. history. Happened right here in Texas. Right here in Texas. Everything's Everything's bigger bigger in Texas. Texas. Including natural disasters. Well, what's wild is I do remember maybe in third grade reading about that hurricane. Mm -hmm. And part of why we read about it and learned about it in Texas history was Galveston was intended to be... The second New York. Yes. It, it was... They thought it was going to be... A big port a city, a big state. metropolitan they, area. All the shipping. They thought exactly. it would be an art... It, it inco- was... Like, it was supposed to be... It was supposed to be... The next big city. The next... The, like, the second biggest city in the country. Mm-hmm. That was the plans. And then the hurricane hit, and everyone said, eh. Everybody was like, you know what? You know what city's great? New York. New York. Let's just <laughs> Let's stick just with stay New York. There. Let's just stay with New York. I mean, at least now Galveston's really pretty. <laughs> Is it? No. Is it really pretty, though? Not, no. It's, <laughs> no, it's like golf, me- you golf can always, soup. You can like go camping on Mustang Island and just like get eaten alive by mosquitoes. Yeah, like, but that's, that's fun. Corpus Christi. You can like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you, I, can, like, you can like surf and almost die. Yeah. Well, it's more, it's, it looks like a giant mudslide. Yeah. It honestly looks like the hurricane it, just happened. It, it constantly looks like they're still recovering from the hurricane. And they may be kind of And are. that might be what it is. <laughs> Who's our badass today? So our badass usually comes after our small town of the week. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so our small town of the week is called Frognot. Frognot? It's in Col- yeah, it's in Col- Collins County. It's an unincorporated township. Uh, it has no population. No population. But it was at one point a town. They had like a general store that closed okay. in 1950-something. Okay. They Where they sold uh, Sinclair gas for 10 cents a gallon. Now, the reason I chose Frognot is because the origin of the name itself. There's a couple competing theories. Okay. And what we got going on is that one theory says it's called Frognot because whenever the people started moving there, there was a plethora of frogs. Okay. And they didn't like that, so they killed them all. 
and it became frog not frog not frog not <laughs> not frogs frog nabbit there's another competing theory and i like this one that the boys who went to school there would bring frogs as like you know just hey hey going to school got my lunch bag got my lunch box got my backpack where's my frog like that type of thing. So and it was like Hogwarts. It was like Hogwarts. Uh, emphasis on the warts. Yes. <laughs> and they they would bring the frogs in, and the headmaster, the whatever they call it at the that teacher. point in time, the teacher, the one person, yes, teaching everything, yes, was like, yeah, no more frogs, no more frogs. So, frog not, frog not. <laughs> it was also there's one more. Oh my god! I know, right? There, there's another theory that, um, <laughs> and this one's so dumb. <laughs> That actually they call the town Frog Nod because as people would go to sleep, the frogs would start their 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 song, their riveting. As people were nodding off, so Frog Nod, Frog Nod, which became Frog Nod, much in the way that people's last names would change. And is it one word, Frog Nod? It's one word, Frog hyphen Nod. No, it's Frog Nod, Frog Nod. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The what? The best part about all those theories yeah. is, in reality, it was probably just two idiots like us. Sure. Built a general store yeah. and needed to name a, a What's, town. What should we call this town? You <laughs> won't. You won't call it Frognut. Oh yeah. Oh, one about. Put it on the sign. Painted it. Dare you. Yeah. And then, and then the other guy was like, "Wait, I was joked." Well, well. Oh well, too late now. Frognut. Frognut. Yeah, that's so. There you go. There's our small town of the week. It is Frog Knot, Texas, unincorporated township in Collins County. It's in uh, kind of that North Texas. It's not quite in the Panhandle yet. Okay, gotcha. uh, about as north as you can get before you get to Oklahoma, right by Indian Creek. Okay, so if you're in Wichita Falls, you're yeah. probably close. You're probably you might as close. well swing over. Might as well swing over to Frog Knot. Bypass Burke Burnett and go just catch go a frog. right over to Frog Knot. You know, reconnect to your Texas. Well, you roots. wouldn't catch a frog because well, not frogs. After the rains, they're always frogs. But not there. But not there. Because they're not. Frog not. Frog not. <laughs> All right. Okay, so our badass of the week swung political mm-hmm. on this one. Okay, we're going political today. He got political. Go- he got political on the show. <laughs> I But I do want to highlight this person sure. again as someone who straddles the line in the middle on most things. Mm-hmm. I do want to highlight Eddie Bernice Johnson. Okay. Born December 3rd, 1935. She is currently an American politician who represents Texas's 30th congressional district in the United States House of Representatives. But more importantly, a little bit further back in the day, Eddie Bernice Johnson was the first African-American woman mm. ever elected to a, to be a Texas public servant. She was elected to be in the Texas House of Representatives. Let's go, Edie. Yeah, so a little bit about her. She was born and raised in Waco, Texas. Uh, again, born December 3rd, 1935, to Lee Edward and Lily May White Johnson. She and her three siblings grew up attending Tolliver Chapel Baptist Church, where mm-hmm. her mother was an active member. After attending A.J. Moore High School, Johnson graduated at age 16 and moved to Indiana to attend St. Mary's College of Notre Dame, where she graduated in 1955 with her nursing certificate. She then transferred to Texas Christian University to get her bachelor's degree in nursing, and then she attended SMU and earned a Master of Public Administration. Wow. So just totally going the educational route here. Heck yeah. She was also the first African-American in general, so not just African-American 
American woman, but African American person to serve as chief psychiatric nurse at the Dallas Veterans Hospital. She entered politics after 16 years serving in that position. So it was in 1972, as an underdog candidate running for a seat in the Texas House, Johnson won in a landslide victory. She was the first black woman ever elected to public service in Texas, and then she became the first woman in Texas history to lead a major Texas House committee, the Labor Committee. And yeah, so she served as a state house rep for about 10 years, and then Jimmy Carter appointed her as the regional director of, de- of the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare. Again, the first African-American person to hold that position. Wow. So, yeah, to lots this of day. First. Lots of firsts to let's this day. Let's go Texas. Yeah, let's go Texas. Let's go Eddie. Let's go, let's go man. EBJ. We got EBJ. LBJ. We got EBJ. We got EBJ. I think the key to success in politics is your middle initial and your last initial being BJ. Because I respect this woman, I'm not going to make any jokes. I, how could you? What joke would you make? I'm just going to blow it off. Um, Probably should. <laughs> but, Eddie, we it, it salute... It would be too much of a job to <laughs> come up with a joke. Eddie, we salute you. Yes, we We do. appreciate you. Definitely give her a look up. She's still working in public service. And keep in mind, she was born in 1935. Man, God bless her. So... I can't even hold a job for more than three years. So. <laughs> hey, you're almost there. So close. So that's Eddie. Uh, you are a badass. We salute you. So, yeah, we are now going to get to our interview yes, with we are. Carrie Kepler again. Carrie Kepler, she is a true Texas badass herself. She truly is. Uh, you're going to get a lot out of this interview, I think. A lot about mindset, a lot about being coached, becoming a coach. It's just, it's a wonderful walk through her life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in CrossFit and that type thing, you might learn a thing or two. And, well, and what's great about her is even if you're not interested in CrossFit, she yeah. has a whole other oh, yeah. online fitness coaching business that is more the high-intensity interval training yeah. and body weight and mobility type of fitness. So that's one thing I actually really respect and appreciate about her is she's a badass CrossFit yeah. athlete. But steps outside of that arena, both in her own fitness journey, but also to help other Absolutely. people. Just stay that entrepreneurial fit. spirit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're excited for you to hear this interview. And without further ado, three time CrossFit Games athlete, CrossFit Central owner, badass woman, Texas badass, Carrie Kepler. <laughs> so, yep. Anywho. Yeah. Thanks. So all bit. five of you, and y'all were born in Lubbock. We were all born in Lubbock. Okay. Farm family? Farm right? family, produce okay. farmer. Sure. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Can so, you, what's that like? Yeah. yeah. What is right. that like? Yeah. Well, it was dad telling us that we were lazy if we didn't get our butts up and work. So. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which I feel like most dads do that on some level, but I feel like yours was probably it was different. Probably in little next level, <laughs> yeah. probably. Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely st- I worked at the farm. I think at mm-hmm. thirteen, I was out answering the phones, writing invoices for produce, okay. running turnips through a machine and grading them gotcha. and bagging them, sure. and um, would bring out my friends that I played sports with because <laughs> dad would give them a summer job, and we would pick in the fields and then um, like I remember specifically me and my teammates picking green beans in the field and we were like telling because we didn't know Spanish the other workers that we were out we had basketball practice
so y'all continue. We're going to yeah. get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and would your dad pay y'all, or was it one of those, like, we got summer paid. jobs? Okay, okay we got you paid. actually okay. got paid, we made too. Money. Yep. Nice. Dang. So, and is that, like, some of your earliest memories are being on the farm? Like, is that pretty much, like... I mean, that, yes. I mean, earlier than that... I would say, I mean, that was work. That was me yeah. going out there. But, yeah, I mean, definitely going out. And we used to, because we had fields, so we had Fourth of July out there to blow mm-hmm. up the fireworks. Yeah. And we had, you know, <laughs> just barbecues and mm-hmm. things like that for sure. But I, as I definitely got past 12, I started to, like, participate. Mm-hmm. Sure. So it was gotcha. a bigger bigger part of my By life. By choice sure. or was it, like, you're 12 no, now? No, it was kind of your, yeah, you're going <laughs> right. to work. Yeah. <laughs> you will not be lazy in the yeah. summer. No more You will have load. some responsibility yeah. and uh, you're going to yeah. come out here. But knowing you, even a little bit. We met. Uh, yeah, when Memorial Day. It was the Murph. Was it at Murph? CrossFit Central yeah. two years ago. So okay, I took two got Murphs it, got ago it. on the CrossFit calendar. Yeah. Um, Which is funny. You saw that posted and decided you needed to do Murph. Yeah. Well, I had done Murph a few times. Okay. Just even in right. high school, I read Lone Survivor in high school. Yeah. Our dad was thankfully really good about like mm-hmm. giving us books mm-hmm. by veterans and yeah. saying you got are. It. Not the same level of you're going to go work, but there was an element of, like, you're going to read about people who sacrifice cool. their lives. Yeah. You're going to yeah. read about people. And at this point, our cousin is in the Army. Yeah, our cousin's in the Army. And so I, I read about Murph in high school, so I was the crazy baseball player in the locker room sophomore year, like, yeah. putting on a weight vest and doing Murph in uh, high school. Um, but Memorial Day two years ago, we had just moved to Austin. Oh, got it. And didn't want to do it alone, and so yeah. I found CrossFit Central, and that's... Where'd you move from? Uh, we moved from Abilene. So okay. me and my wife were in Abilene. Yeah. We moved to Austin. And yeah, like you were so full of spunk and energy. And every time I've been around you, you're so like, you're always <laughs> moving. So even when you were told to go work as a 12 year old, was that like a burden or was it like you were going to go no, do something anyway? I was just anyway? going to go do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My sister, Amy, who was older than me, I think she was in the office like three days and I was two. And um, she was probably more like, uh. <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and so is that like, do you also, both with the farm, like, do you remember just being kind of energetic and active yes. pretty much your whole life? Yeah, and it was that. Was sure. fitness really what you gravitated to, or was it like sports and basketball? It was basketball, sports okay. for sure. But yeah, I mean, I mean, my dad was taking us in the weight room, to, you know, doing we were doing skull crushers and sure. curls, <laughs> and I was on the stair stepper, and yeah, he's like, yeah. squeeze one more out, you know, and I'm like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> the Nautilus. We went to oh, one of my Nautilus. favorite camps. Yes, was yeah. at the Nautilus, and we at racquetball camp. Nice, really. And we learned how to play racquetball, and it was so much fun. Dude, racquetball is so fun. It's such a fun. It's so intense yeah like, it's it so is. fast cardio it's true it it's all yeah <laughs> i look at some of the i remember going to uh college at ut and they have the racquetball like stuff set yeah yeah, up, yeah and you see the professors playing oh, and yeah. it's just like how are you moving so <laughs> yeah <far>? like <laughs> what is happening right i don't understand yeah. this it's uh, it's pretty good racquetball players yeah. are racquetball players yeah you yeah. know like what i'm saying yeah. Yeah. Bands, it's like where's the courts we're members yeah Got the goggles. Got the goggles. Got to have the goggles. Yeah, they're, they're, they're intense in a way that I wish I was. but <laughs> They're more intense oh, you're about intense. racquetball. Well, than different I, ways. I wish I had the goggles. I think that's whatever. Yeah, just get goggles when you run. Right. right. Um, and so, yeah, let's just dive right into it. Yeah. So, farm, energy, second of five. When did, like, playing sports beyond just the high school level really become something you thought was possible or something you wanted to do? 
<laughs> Funny you say. Um, so when I we went to private school, K okay. through nine. Gotcha. Love and um, it was uh, Crest the King. Okay. Yeah, look, uh, Catholic private school. So I did. I went K through nine. My sister went K through nine, and my sister um, was the smarty pants. And so she went over to uh, Lubbock High for, gotcha. for high school. And my dad, she was a senior and I was a freshman. My dad wanted us to play uh, sports together. And actually, I was a sophomore. I, so I went freshman year was still at uh, my other school. So then okay. whenever sophomore year and he thought we could play basketball together and, and I would get varsity and et cetera. So that year I did, I played on varsity with her, but then my dad, this, I mean, this, my dad was the, the he was a pusher and, really? um, which is great. Right. We always mm-hmm. need our mm-hmm. champion pusher. Right. Um, and he wanted me to play college and thought mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to, and he thought, you know, with Lubbock Hyde, not as many eyes are looking at this school as, this other school, Monterey, mm-hmm. and so let's move you over to do high school over at this school where you might have an opportunity to get a scholarship. So mid uh, second semester after my uh, sophomore year, I moved over to Monterey. Okay. Well, I had because I played varsity, I had to only go and play on JV. So I sat that year, just played JV, came back around, and then coach was like, "Next year, when you're a junior, you'll be on varsity." And that was what I did, kind of waited it out, got back into this next season. So high school, then I played Monterey two years, and I pretty much decided that I wasn't probably going to move forward with college basketball. And, um, you know, my dad was so adamant about it, he started sending tapes to college. <laughs> like oh, yeah, VHS tapes. <laughs> so he was like, the dad. got a highlight yeah, yeah. every game. I don't even know if those were... Right. Maybe slightly watched ever again, mm-hmm. but like, what are we doing with all these? Right? <laughs> yeah. My cousin would have to hold your video and know you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, those my were the big, oh, yeah. like, actual right. games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, oh, yeah, right, right on <laughs> oh, that dude, shoulder. Yeah. And um, so nonetheless, they uh, sent my, he sent my tapes. And I really had decided, like, I had no callbacks, nothing really. And mm-hmm. I was pretty much just going to go either to Texas State and mm-hmm. or Tech. Okay. Those were the two I was kind of like. But I really wanted to get out of Lubbock, so... Um, San Angelo, Angelo State. Right they, yeah. they totally said we're do. They sent them the tape. They said come to our tryout. Went to the tryout, and probably by it, the next week, I think she had emailed, called, and said mm-hmm. we'd like for you to come play. We'll give you a scholarship. And I was just like, okay, All that's right. what I'm doing. Let's so that was the money. I think definitely sure. And I was like, you know what? If I could play sports four more years mm-hmm. and they pay for my school, yeah. that's what I'm gonna go do. So that was kind of why I went to San Angelo. It definitely wasn't like I raised my hand. I was like, I'm headed to San Angelo for college, guys. <laughs> you know so, what's better than Lubbock? Yeah. San, San Angelo. Angelo. That's right. You know what? I love sheep. Yeah, sheep are great. I'm tired <laughs> of this cotton stuff. Exactly. Let's, let's change the I'm trading produce for sheep. Um, so kind of bookmarking right there because I want to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Was your dad a college athlete or was it just he was the pusher mm-hmm. and he just saw in you the ability so wanted to encourage it? Like what, knowing that even our dad is also that classic Texas, more rough and tough dad that was yeah. like, mm-hmm. you're going to do this mm-hmm. just for no sure. matter what. So was it? It was both. He, okay. uh, he played at um, Juco football. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Tarleton. Okay. And he played football. And as my mom says, most recently, I think he went to question mark what 
and um, reunion it was okay. but went back and he was like yeah your mom your dad was actually like he was the shiznanny <laughs> the shiznanny okay <laughs> I was like okay All right. and apparently he just was the stud athlete mm-hmm. in high school and college and that was who he was and mm-hmm. so definitely his background in sports and athletics okay. definitely pushed so him that to was push like a way that you guys connected absolutely he yeah. was my coach so we had private school course coaches there at school but then right. we played what was called lb uh, lgb which is lubbock girls basketball so in okay. off season you went and played this you know and he was the coach usually mm-hmm. often coaching me and my sister you know if we could be on the both same team for the same time mm-hmm. and then um so he, and of course he just, I mean, I remember just getting yelled at. Of course he wanted me to do good. Yeah, so yeah. he was just like, but that was his communication, by the way. That is, we're yellers, you know, the, mm-hmm. the Till family. Like, you want to be heard? Get I, more I, loud. I've been okay. in the classes at CrossFit Central <laughs> so, and been yelled at by three you, different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, okay, uh, definitely learned how to be loud, coach his voice. <laughs> Um, but nonetheless, he definitely pushed us to, to be better. And he, I mean, it was get out and practice. Here's a basketball. Here's mm-hmm. the new goal. Like go down the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to be better when you practice. Yeah. So that was really instilled in us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that farmer mentality too, it's just like hard work pays off, yeah. Yeah. you know, work hard and you'll get what you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was definitely yeah. a little influence for sure. And by, by the time sort of before Angelo state literally came calling, were you burned out on basketball at all? Or was it just like, no one's called yet. So maybe I'm not going to go play or was it a mix of both? No, I I wasn't. I, um, again, it was like, okay, y'all are going to pay me. I'm going to go. So it's kind of like with me and it just has happened in many instances in my life, maybe even for you as an athlete, Mm -hmm. you just flip the switch Mm -hmm. and you go, yep, that's what I'm going to do. And then you just, that's what you're in. Mm -hmm. Um, so I definitely just flipped the switch. I'm like, I'm going to play ball and that's what I'm doing in college. Mm -hmm. So that's just what that next step was. I do remember my freshman year in college, I was slow and felt like I sucked. (laughs) So I was, I went that summer after my freshman year and I went home and I was like, I will not be the slowest girl on the team. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. trained all summer and I came back and I was the fastest girl on the team. Really? Oh yeah. Wait, what, what was it like farm girl style workouts or were you in the weight I'm room? I'm like a Rocky Mountain. Yeah. All of it. All of it. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shoulders, well, okay, maybe not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right, total Rocky. But it was, I mean, it was all about like teaching myself really. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the other thing that happened my freshman year of college. I went to go be... <laughs> I said I was going to, I wanted to own a business Mm -hmm. and the business I wanted to own was a Harold's. And if you know anything about that clothing shop, it has Jabot jeans, polo tops, big bows, Brighton, I think was the name of the belt buckles and the purses. Mm -hmm. And it was total. I mean, that was like my senior year. I was like bowhead, not at, didn't like I, Anyway, leather Colhan shoes, and I was like, I'm gonna go and I'm opening up my own shop. Nice. So, but I, during basketball, I was more fascinated by the weightlifting and the training that our assistant coach was having us do Mm -hmm. that was going to make us a better athlete. So, I was like, why is she doing this? So, I wanted to understand it all. Mm -hmm. So, after my freshman year, and then I was super slow, I was like, well, I'm gonna go make myself super fast. Yeah. And so, basically, I trained myself, you know, with just sprinting and, and, um, weightlifting and weight room, you know, training, going mm-hmm. to the Nautilus with mm-hmm. dad and just made myself fast. Mm-hmm. So I was like, when I got back, I was just like, there was something to it that I really was intrigued by. So I changed my major to kinesiology and studied exercise science. Okay. okay. So it was pretty quick that you latched on to like yeah. the fitness side and the training side it was. of 
that stuff. Yeah. And so did you immediately also think, well, I want to own a business, so maybe I can own a gym one day, or does that come a well, little so bit Well, so then my dad, because he went to agricultural school, so okay. I was like, well, if he's doing that, he read business books, and now he started his own business because he's very successful mm-hmm. in growing his business. I was yeah. like... I'll just read some books about business and then I'll start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sure. was I was like, let me go study this, you know, and be get get more specific in what I really want to be up to. Yeah. And then I was like, I'll figure out how to do the business part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. And I mean, we do have to know the stats. How did the college basketball career go? Like, you know after all four years. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my I and my, really honestly a blessing that I was able to join a team that the next two years we went to nationals. And we didn't win. However, I was a part of just a phenomenal group yeah. of ladies yeah. that were strong athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say, and you know, as my dad talks about, you know, coach didn't recruit correctly the years <laughs> after that team, and the seniors had to leave. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know about Our all dads that. Dads need to be friends. <laughs> I think all dads have like a book of dad things. I think just uh, so. Well, I think especially like... all dads west of about Abilene yeah. just have a club where right. they read like World War II books mm-hmm. and college sport recruiting books. Right, and they're on the same side. The coach is always wrong. Yeah, the coach is always wrong. Uh, <laughs> I got I got lucky. My dad never coached me directly in okay. any sport. Yep. All the sports I played were uh, not within his purview necessarily. He is a black belt in Taekwondo. And, uh, oh, yeah. so. <laughs> well, not like I ran track, and like that was okay. not his his forte. But like you all, you did. I, I did things he paid attention to. Just <laughs> <laughs> every. It, it was right. that mix of everything I did was slightly wrong, but everything the coach did was super wrong. Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. <laughs> well, I'm interested what that does, um, maybe from your perspective, getting coaching from your, your parent as mm-hmm. well as a coach. What happens with that, that dynamic? How do you separate the two? Or do you? Um, I actually do think you do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I definitely feel like my dad, I mean, I just, I, I mean, in, I'm like, he just yelled. <laughs> just yelled at us, you know, which yeah. j- but made me, you know, conscious of what he's trying to tell me and communicate sure. through this yelling. I'm yeah. like, let me pick apart what he's really asking me to do <laughs> and like see if I can like manage to mm-hmm. improve, right, with mm-hmm. some of this. Because I mean, you know, you can get specific, and I and I, I yes, I'm thinking back like right now, like yes, he was having us run and do specific things to be to, the foundation, right, mm-hmm. the. the f- the foundational movements and core mm-hmm. of anything, yeah. like get really good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think, you know, just as a, a in general, as a dad, um, as a, a farmer too, mm-hmm. I felt like my, my mom was the, the key holder of the, the home. Mm-hmm. She raised five of us. She did not work. She put dinner on the table, clean the house, you know, laundry, everything. I'm not even sure I had to do much of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I had some little responsibility, but I think, so my dad, I think it was kind of like step away. He was gone. So the parenting really actually was probably a lot for my mom. Mm-hmm. And then the coaching and that oversight of like push. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I, I, I think even as an adult reflecting back, like if you were to say, you know, how, of course you're connected to both your parents, but who was the bigger influencer? I'll, for many years, I was like, my dad mm-hmm. absolutely made me who I am. And now reflecting back and looking at my mom, um, even in the last five years and in her strength, because she has had to battle cancer. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, my strength comes from my mom. Yeah. Like just, but, but in the, if again, 
looking back going, no, my dad was the coach. He pushed to me. He wanted me to be the best. I'm like, oh, no, it was all that. But, like, looking back at my mom's silent strength that sure. she was, it was like, I'm like, absolutely, my mom's strength is, like, yeah. deep inside me, right? Mm-hmm. So I think the relationship with my father, yeah. again, was, like, appreciating, you know, that, that, um, that push and to step maybe out of my comfort zone. But that, like, core underlying just solid faith strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's my mom right there. Mm-hmm. So how does that dynamic now influence you as a coach, as a you know, as a parent within your relationships? What mm-hmm. what do you see that you're taking from that, and what do you selectively leave out? Yeah, um, I, I leave out the yelling. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, I just yell about at me, sure. you know, or get fired up about yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But you know, what I'm noticing, my daughter doesn't want me to coach her. She's 15, mm-hmm. and I absolutely. You know, don't often, but I'm like, okay, I, know, I might know a thing or two about CrossFit. <laughs> sure. I might Maybe. know a th- thing or two about the competition yeah. of CrossFit. Are you tempted to, like, pull out a podium picture? You know, if you didn't know. No. You know, I tried to get around other people that are saying, like, sure. things, like, about what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Um, but it's just, it, for sure, um, yeah. I, but I have to think back, you know, mm-hmm. like, how do I approach this? Yeah. And... And I'm still working on this, but I will say two weeks ago, I had a breakthrough moment with my daughter when she was so frustrated about not getting her double unders. Yeah. And it it was, so me not allowed to coach her at all, not a sure. word. And then to a moment where she had basically a breakdown in desperation, like, mm-hmm. okay, fine, help me. Okay, yeah. And so, but, and then even today I went in, this literally happened this morning. I'm like, let's work on your double unders. But my approach, she was like, mom, like bad timing. Like look back, reflect, like, mm-hmm. why'd you do that? Like talking mm-hmm. to myself, obviously yeah. I'm like, Savannah, here she is. She's getting her warm up and mm-hmm. about to start her personal workout. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, let's start with your double unders. Let's warm those up and start getting mm-hmm. in like, like she had her own plan, yeah. you know, right. instead of like, what <laughs> yeah. is your plan today? When would you like to work on double unders? I think, sure. you know, let's get together because I want to coach her yeah. because literally she's, she's at a, a breaking point where if she doesn't get some of these skill movements down, mm-hmm. that there'll be monkeys on her back for much longer. And I'm yeah. like, we can have a breakthrough in the next two months mm-hmm. that then I can step away again, mm-hmm. you know, and it will just get there faster. Yeah. But so I think the lesson for me is like, actually, <laughs> Thanks, guys, for helping me reflect today. <laughs> is seeing me as such the yeah. way my dad is. Mm-hmm. Like, absolutely. Like, I know how to do it. Let me tell you how to do it. Do it my way versus meeting some, which I couldn't stand it when my dad was like that. Mm-hmm. I remember yelling back at my dad in one of the games, him yelling at me, and I went to go get water at the water fountain. I was like, I might not should go back in there. I yeah. am in yeah. so trouble. I mean, yeah. I even cussed at it. I was like, Whoa. Yeah, that's a line. I don't know that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> so, but it's like, you know, even thinking about that, I'm like, how am I approaching this young woman, mm-hmm. you know, with my ability to be able to help her and at the same time not overstepping a boundary or making it something that she's like, no, I'd rather not. Yeah, definitely. <sighs> so, there's so many things. Yeah, there's so many things. Yeah. Um, so... I mean, even to maybe weave this into the origin story of CrossFit Central and CrossFit Mm -hmm. in general for you, your daughter, Savannah, was pretty much born in the gym. Absolutely. And so before before she comes along, like, where does CrossFit sort of find its way into your life? And then when do you open one of the first CrossFit gyms in Austin? Like, when when does all this happen? So um, 
I was pregnant with Savannah when CrossFit came into my lap. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was actually four months pregnant. Um, a video, uh, Jeremy's best friend sent him a video of the workout called Nasty Girls. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was the OG CrossFit girls doing, you know, muscle ups and squats. And yeah. so he sends that to me and I watch the video and leaves me in tears. Nicole Carroll at the end of that video is crying. Mm-hmm. And I was crying with her. And he calls me like five minutes. I'm like, get on the phone. I'm like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> and, and of course, okay, I'm pregnant. Sure. Maybe that's why I'm crying. Sure. <laughs> but I literally felt her passion and mm-hmm. desire to be able to do the movements in that workout. And I just it was drawn to it. I was yeah. like, oh my God. And I was a basketball player in college. Well, after I graduated, I found triathlons okay. and adventure racing. Okay. And I fell in love with those things. But it was me as an athlete finding that, what's that next thing? And I thought, well, I'm not probably hitting the like pickup games at the local church gym <laughs> and like going to sure. keep doing my career in basketball. But it was kind of like, what is it? And Jeremy was doing triathlons at Texas State. Okay. And he invited me to come do one. And I borrowed a bike, went down there, found my, you know, my swimsuit. You I was exactly like, could like not swim. Right <laughs> oh, and, whole, this whole time, I'm like, that's Jenny. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. And I literally, I was like, okay. And I remember doing swim, zigzagged in a pool, jumped mm-hmm. on my bike, yep. you know, ran at the end. And I was like, this is pretty cool. This is the thing. Let's go do this. <laughs> and we, and I just kind of kept doing that. Well, after, um, I, I, honestly, that's what I did. I did triathlons. And mm-hmm. then um, found that CrossFit video, and Jeremy said, let's go get certified. And so four weeks later, we were in Colorado for a four-day, yeah. what they called it. I mean, I guess they called them certifications at that time. But, um, you know, all the – Annie was there. Nicole was there. Yeah. Greg Glassman was there, mm-hmm. the okay. founder. Like, it yeah. was everybody who's anybody were mm-hmm. the people leading those. Yeah. And so we spent four days with them, and we get back, and we have a coffee meeting afterwards. And he's like, let's do this. And we did. We opened up outdoor boot camp style CrossFit workouts just to keep the overhead low. Sure. Okay. And and we drove around with uh, med balls in the back of our car, <laughs> PVC pipe, and yeah. run ladders. Yeah. And we made CrossFit what we could do with it, mm-hmm. you know, out in parks with minimal equipment. Yeah. And so we did that for a year and a half and finally, you know, uh, moved, which is actually Burnett Road down the road, about a mile and a half. We put our first CrossFit box sublet out. Okay. Two garage doors. Grew in there, uh, still had our boot camp, still ran that, and we grew to 60 and outgrew that space and moved currently where the CrossFit Burnett Road location is. Okay. Now, at that time, I had Savannah, you know, and then a, a girlfriend comes up to me after literally Savannah's three months old and she's in a jog stroller at the old gym I trained at. That was my <laughs> other thing. I was a personal trainer. Okay. And when I had, was pregnant with Savannah, whatever came to me, I was like, I'm not going back to do that. Okay. Like, and Jeremy was so interested in doing something. I was like, well, tell me what the something is, bro. Mm-hmm. Little Where's, brother. Yeah. yeah. What's the idea? <laughs> he wanted to create something. And he was like, yeah. hey, this is what he told me. He said, I want to do what you're doing, but not the way you're doing it. So he, he wanted to do fitness, but mm-hmm. he didn't want to just do personal training one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, how can this be bigger? And community's mm-hmm. always been, because he was a football player. Sure. You know, when you're on a team, there's team community. Yeah. So it was like, how can we create that in mm-hmm. adulthood, I suppose, mm-hmm. yeah. without thinking sport? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, so when CrossFit came along and it okay. became a it sport, and it yeah. does, and yeah. community was kind of the foundation of it, um, that's when it all kind of like came together. Okay. And so with that... You know, going back to what was next for me, my girlfriend says, do you want to do an Ironman? And I was like, 
kind of. Like maybe a little. <laughs> but I was like, Ooh. Sure. but basically it's, it's I went. It's a great tattoo. I mean, yeah. I was like, I went to Chris and I was like, okay, so Savannah's three months old. My girlfriend wants to do an Ironman. It's in one year. Mm-hmm. And um, can you help me? Because he was going to be taking care of the baby a yeah. lot when yeah. I would train for a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, yes. And I was like, okay, we're doing this. Our family's doing an Ironman. We're doing it. And like y'all had just opened the gym. Just we were. We were just yeah. doing this. And so, and so my CrossFit, you know, CrossFit's prescribed was three days on, one day off, mm-hmm. you know, go, yeah. go, go, yeah. eat nuts and seeds, you know, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. Paleo, right. CrossFit. Paleo, so we were taking it on, but then it's I was pre-zone. like, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how are we going to insert bike, swim and mm-hmm. run? Yeah. So I did CrossFit as my kind of strength, but okay. then I went into, did these other, you know, modalities. Okay. Um, so after I did an Ironman, mm-hmm. got pregnant mm-hmm. with Stone. Aw, was he a celebratory baby? Well, no, because we knew, well, I said we were going to have five, but then, (laughs) you know, (laughs) but we were on this, we thought also this two-year plan, but we kind of hadn't planned it, but it just happened because we probably put it in the universe, and that's how it works. Yeah. (laughs) And so, but but I was kind of mad because I was like, okay, coming off of Ironman, I was like, now I'm going to do CrossFit, three days on, one day off, and I was like, no, you're going to grow a baby. (laughs) <laughs> and you're going to do some CrossFit. Yeah. So I did, did that. Okay. And then after Stone, I said, no, I'm really going to do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Three days on, one day off, full mm-hmm. zone paleo. Mm-hmm. And this is really going to happen. And after I did that, I just, I lost the 10 pounds of baby weight. Mm-hmm. I got good. Mm-hmm. Then I got better. And then it was regional. And that okay. was when we had to go to the location. I don't think there was sectionals in any way, you know, things. Yeah. But we drove out to Dallas, and I got first. Okay. And then went to the CrossFit Games. And so it was just this, like, got third. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm doing CrossFit. Yeah. So for 10 years, I did CrossFit. Yeah. And then one little 2013, I was like, you know, I think I'm going to go run a 50 miler. So then I did, sure, I yeah. stopped for a you second. You did, like, the American River. Yeah, 50, I did. Which is one of the, like, classic. It's awesome. 50 milers, by is it the way. A, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good one. You just decided, ah. Uh, I need a break from CrossFit. Kind of. 50 miles. I know. <laughs> I'm burnt else. out. I'm going to go run I'm burnt miles. out. <laughs> well, my girlfriend, Valerie yeah. Hunt, was kind of doing, she was a run coach in okay. town. And so she kind of was like, we're going to do this. And I kind of was like, that sounds fun. Oh, well, Chris had just done Leadville. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. he lottered so, in, right? Yes. Okay. And I was like, well, if he can do Leadville, and I watched the video of it, and I was like, if you can do that in 29 hours, so well, I know I can do it faster. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. so I was like, let me do a 50 miler first. Okay. And that was actually my, like, insert 50 mile or yeah. before I try 100 <laughs> but then after I did that I got back into CrossFit yeah because mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> you know it's just what I did yeah right, I was like yeah. what's the next what thing do. I'm yeah. doing CrossFit yeah, yeah. and the, the CrossFit games you ended up going to was that the third CrossFit games or it was one of the early games right oh the two th- yes when I got third 2009 okay. 2009 yeah, yeah. Okay. and the first one was in 2007 and Seven. Jeremy went to that one okay that yeah. like what was it like to open the gym and start CrossFit, but also become a CrossFit athlete and go to the games in those early stages. Like when CrossFit was more like this viral, like what are these people doing kind of workouts, but you're one of the people. I think that was my attitude too, though. What are we doing? What am yeah. I doing? <laughs> I think what that was we... CrossFit's attitude for yeah. a time. Yeah, figure it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Just look, what are we figuring it go out? Go small balls and go squat. I don't yeah, know. and I think we <laughs> yeah, yeah. should make this a, an event. Yeah. I think we should. people should compete. And yeah. we, we should not just do one event. We should do a thousand and see if we can kill them. So, yeah. I mean, that year I, I mean, got that, that in 2009, yeah. I literally was like, y'all are trying to kill us and see who stands at the end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like that. On like, some level. And they kept doing it. Mm-hmm. I think they're a little bit more 
a little more, a little, more, a little yeah, bit more sure strategic. Now. Well, especially but, being a kines person and yeah. understanding, studying the human body and yeah. how it works. Even back then, did you ever see a workout and think like, "What? This is crazy." Should we do oh, that yeah. for sure? Right? <laughs> Should I even be here still? Should yeah. human bodies do this? Maybe not. Like, but we're gonna find out. Let's test it. Let's test it. Well, and just going um, back to back to back, yeah, I was yeah. just like, "You're gonna hurt someone." Right. You know? And so in those, like at the games that year, you got third in 2009. Mm-hmm. Right? Which has to feel amazing. Like absolutely, it was. And it was just to get third at the third one. Yeah, I was just so happy. Yeah, like yeah. it was just fun. Fun. Yeah, and it was like, what? Well, what'd you do? And I was like, you know what? More than anything, it was just fun. And I again, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, like the muscle up in the final workout. Mm-hmm. Chris literally was like, you've done one muscle up your entire life or career so far in, in CrossFit. And in my mind, I just remember Annie Thor's daughter was there and. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had at that time one of the gymnastics based coaches for CrossFit was there mm-hmm. teaching inside the barn yeah. p- girls how to do muscle ups. Sure. And someone asked me, Are you going to go over there and try and practice or anything? And I was like, Because <laughs> in my head, I was like, I got muscle ups. Sure. Yeah. I'm doing today, I'm going to be doing muscle ups. It's 10. I will do 10 mm-hmm. and I'll move on. And that's yeah. it. And I remember Chris being like, You just kept doing it. I was like, Holy shit, she's <laughs> doing muscle ups. <laughs> and it was just like, Yeah. And I yeah. just, was gonna do yeah, one. That was the yeah. workout. I, yeah. What do you, because that was my mentality. It is still my mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like put the thing in front of me. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. Yeah. I think in a lot of ways that mentality separates your like average gym goer from a competitor or an athlete. That's Absolutely. I mean that's the difference. Is like, um it, you know, that's the workout, I'm gonna modify it versus that's what we're doing. Yep. Like, and the, and there's some level of there, you get uncomfortable, and people mm-hmm. don't like to be uncomfortable, and there's yeah. some amount of suffering people aren't willing to go to. But if you want to win mm-hmm. or compete, there's a level of suffering and uncomfortableness that you're willing to go into. Well, mm-hmm. There's a truth to you get addicted to that suffering feeling. And if you if you remove that from your life, you go insane. Mm-hmm. Sure. Without that suffering, there's no real happiness. There's there's just this absent feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny. Like even even let's say you don't push yourself to that sure. suffer level yeah. every yeah. once yeah, yeah. while, or you know maybe it's like right now I'm not in competition mode. But when you do decide you're gonna go and you finish, you like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I haven't felt that in a minute. I need to <laughs> yeah. go there more. Yeah. <laughs> and then in my mind, it, I mean, I remember specifically a time of break mm-hmm. from that suffering. And that actually, I think it was during the lockdown yeah. when we weren't grouping together. Mm-hmm. It was like we were doing online fitness, but then yeah. you went out and really hit it. And I was just like, it should be almost mandatory. People push themselves mm-hmm. into a level of mm-hmm. uncomfortableness that mm-hmm. they have to go there because there's a growth space. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's like, how do you, how do you not, how do people, why do people avoid it? Yeah. And people really, sh- it be, should be a mandatory practice. Yeah. Well, yeah. not just a growth space, even like a creative space. Right. So much, at least for me, mm-hmm. and I think you experienced it too, because sure. we were out together a lot. Like halfway through a workout, we'll be completely out of breath on the mm-hmm. skier. And then I'm like, dude, what if we did this for the podcast? Mm-hmm. Like it's right. not, I love the yeah. growth space of it too, but there is also something in your mind unlocks and just so many ideas and thoughts and yes, just wonderful things happen. <laughs> Making your body busy allows your mind to be free. Mm-hmm. It really does in, in such a wonderful way. But I, I do want to take it back just a second. Do you think that working on a farm and having instilled within you that, that hard work and that feeling of, we, we're saying suffering, but there, there's a feeling of, displeasure and uncomfort that results in this feeling of euphoria and accomplishment. Absolutely. And I don't think you can have that without having 
going through that little bit of discomfort, um, do you think that that translated well into your life as you apply that to various aspects? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think it just, again, I kind of always go back to, like, my dad, just, like, mm-hmm. that push, that extra, and not, you know, accepting, you know, I mean, me- mediocrity or, like, sure. or knowing, I think, potential, right? Like, him even seeing, right? I see in my daughter and my son, yeah. you know, I know there's potential there to grow, and I want to help them meet that and not let them fall short of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's got to be a push and a level of hard work and a le- level of, um you know, I mean, it's not like unex- you're unaccepted and I don't love you as much, mm-hmm. but it's because it's not that at all, mm-hmm. right? But it's just like, I know you've got more and let's get to tap into it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it, I would say that, it, you know, the way I was raised, absolutely. And five brothers and sisters and, oh, yeah. you know, <laughs> find your way in the kitchen and, and you know. Eat for yourself. Yeah, yeah, for yourself. yeah, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's competition between you guys as well that there fosters is. that spirit. <laughs> Some of us more than others. Right? Some Someone kind of step away from it. Yeah, yeah. They're uncomfortable. And sure. so, so two questions. Having, again, started a CrossFit gym and gotten into it really at its genesis and mm-hmm. then going to the games, back when it was more of like a barbecue get-together with mm-hmm. a lot of working out, what has it been like for you as an owner and as an athlete to – watch CrossFit like blow up into a corporation more than anything and like a more like the community aspect almost goes away in some gyms because it's just like this this box is strictly for competition there isn't like just what has it been like for you to watch CrossFit grow while you've held a pretty awesome space on your own in your own business yeah I, I definitely would say during some of my years in there it was so focused on the competition that the community's always been there, but I definitely would say my, my focus was that. Because, I mean, at one point, CrossFit Central was a big name at the games. Yeah. And, you know, and I, and again, the leaders are leading that way. Mm-hmm. But what I do find is that it's that's such the, the less than 1% that are do, hitting that, that that is, that's not where I prefer to spend the mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. What I love, even most recently with the Fittest Experience Qualifier workouts that came out, mm-hmm. we had a group of people in our gym that say, hey, I want to do that mm-hmm. because they're kind of craving that competition. Mm-hmm. And it, I love that. And then I can pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So now I love to go in and coach these people and like yell at them and tell them, you know, how to approach a workout. And, and mm-hmm. even like um, when you think you can't jump up on the pull-up bar and do one more rep, yeah, you can. Because yeah. I know because I've experienced it and I remember <laughs> waiting two seconds too long, but you mm-hmm. can get up anyway. Your mm-hmm. grip is there. Mm-hmm. Do it now. Yeah. You know, and, and all the way from the last guy, I think, you know, a week ago when I was watching this one guy, he didn't ask me to count his reps. He didn't ask me, except for I was in there to support him. And I was like, no rep, no rep. You get your butt down, you know? And all of a sudden he was probably like, son of a bitch. <laughs> I could have done this without you today, yeah. Carrie. Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, but it's like holding people to a higher yeah. standard mm-hmm. and um, pushing people into that uncomfortable zone, mm-hmm. knowing you've got more and uh, it's fun. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so just the community. And that's, that is such, again, yeah. I think there were 13 people that registered and signed up for that. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're, you know, somewhere around the 220 member mark right mm-hmm. now. And it's like, so that's just tall, small amount. But even the, the other people that are in class and look over and be like, whoa, 
it is fun and exciting for them to see. Yeah. And it also gets some of them like, well, I want to try that. I want to mm-hmm. do that next year. Mm-hmm. What is that y'all are doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it gives people just an opportunity to push themselves. Mm-hmm. So, but I definitely would say the community, You first, any great, any between any great athlete is a great community. Yeah. Supporting and pushing. And um, so that that is obviously important to, to recognize. I mean, I couldn't have even done what I did, right? Mm-hmm. And even with my coaches and staff going to the CrossFit Games as many times as we have. Mm-hmm. But it also, I think now I realize it's, for me, retired. Who's next? How mm-hmm. can I support you if that's where the direction you want to go? But also all these people that it's like, no, CrossFit's actually functional fitness mm-hmm. that is available to every age, mm-hmm. every style, body type, you know, lack of here or there. It's like, no, you're welcome here. Mm-hmm. I like to, I've been saying it a little bit more like we're an all levels CrossFit gym. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean? Because some people just, you know, think CrossFit, you go in and just kill yourself every sure. workout. And it's yeah. like, I have people now at 16 years, we celebrate this month. Um, oh, yes. yeah. What? Dude. I have members that have been with us 12 and Your 13 years. Drive. <laughs> totally. <laughs> That's very funny. You know, also. and these are aging humans mm-hmm. with me. Yeah. And I'm like, how are y'all going to continue to age and function in mm-hmm. this cool community and environment yeah. under these, you know, workouts that we put up mm-hmm. and know that you can k- still come here, you can age with us, and you're mm-hmm. going to be healthy and strong and well. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the message that I want to preach loud yeah, and clear. Yeah, Definitely. absolutely. Well, I do want to affirm as someone who has been a member of CrossFit Central, y'all do an amazing job of making not just CrossFit, but the gym, like, feel like a place where anyone can work out. It's not just, like... You have to be this You better be able to do the wad, or you're either going to hurt yourself, or... Be left behind. Or be left behind. Y'all do such an amazing job of programming, but also with y'all staff of, like... Yeah. Allowing people to push themselves, but doing so in a way that's functional, that's Mm -hmm. safe. And so, like, I commend you guys for that. Because we've been to some gyms that... don't yeah, do that. Um, I, I think more well, often than not, gyms sort of miss the mark on sure, that part. Sure. Um, and then on the athlete side, what is it like for you now to see athletes who literally quit their day job to go uh-huh. to the games, whereas you were two kids deep, one business open to, like, you've had two kids, you've done an Ironman, you're also running a business, and you're coaching. Like, what is it like for you to watch these other women basically, like, it's a full-time job. Bypass motherhood and bypass, you know, what marriage even just to have a chance at winning the games. Um, again, you better have a good team behind you wherever they <laughs> yeah. fall, you yeah. know, a, a husband, spouse, whatever. But if I think in what we're seeing now, even some of these women, I mean, Annie Thor's daughter is the example, mm-hmm. still very young. I think in her, thir- like maybe 32, she um, just had her first baby. And within a year, comes back, CrossFits, podiums Mm -hmm. at the games, comes back to the even the Rogue Invitational most recently, you know, locally over here um, at Dell Diamond. But in just like she so she took a second away, but she's right back in it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I mean, that is amazing. Mm -hmm. And um, Stacey Tovar, same thing. Another CrossFit athlete. She's now a second pregnancy. You know, is she fully retired? She just pregnant went out to rogue invitational and did the legends so i mean but so i I do think if you want to be the best in the world and you want to go and you think you got a chance commit 100 percent and go for it and get Mm -hmm. focused um you know there's a again there's the a a switch at least i call it for myself there's a switch i remember in 2011 
um, JDP. He was a coach of ours, and he had just gone to the, I got third in 2009, went to the CrossFit Games in 2010, and they just invited you back if you podiumed. Okay. So I was like, okay, you know, I saw it as kind of a free pass. Sure. Well, then that was the first year they moved to the Stub Hub out in Carson. And in 2011, because I didn't podium in 2010, I wasn't invited back. I had to earn my spot. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting down with John and I said, do you think it was a fluke or do you think I really have what it takes to go back? And he was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have what it takes. Mm-hmm. And then, and it was, and in that moment, my whole meeting was the purpose of what's, you know, what is his real true opinion? Mm-hmm. I can handle it, whatever you want to tell me. And if it's a yes, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I remember from that meeting, it was like flip. Boom, we're going to the games. Yeah. And um, 2011, swept the podium for second, third, CrossFit mm-hmm. Central, took all the three wins. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Me yeah. first, Lindsay Smith, and then uh, Lisa Bender-Till. She took third, and we went back to the CrossFit Games, and it was amazing. <laughs> and I just was like, rah. You know, I mean, just that mm-hmm. actually, for me, was probably my peak moment because mm-hmm. it was like kind of proving to myself it just wasn't a flu. CrossFit mm-hmm. was kind of evolving. We went to, yeah. you know, it was that next level. Yeah. And it's like, but it's full commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and of course, juggling all your other things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you yeah. know, but it, but it, that was, that was the other most important job. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was in bed at nine, getting up for two a days. It was yeah. just like, mm-hmm. where's the food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How so, do you, how do you balance that level of commitment to competition? There's not. That was going to be my thing. So <laughs> it's, it's like once you turn that switch on, like you said, and you decide, this is what I'm doing. What do you then trust that the rest of your life stays together and healthy? Yeah, I think, again, good team. Mm-hmm. You know, Chris was amazing and always there for me. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, the community of CrossFit and the, mm-hmm. the staff and coaches that were surrounding me and the sure. athletes I was working out and training with, we were all committed to a very, the, the goal. Mm-hmm. We're going to the CrossFit yeah. Games. And, and so I think that's, you know, you ask about balance. There's not balance. You want to go to the top? There's no balance. You sure. are so focused. Mm-hmm. Are you doing other things that keep my healthy, my husband sure. and I's relationship and making sure my kids know who mom is mm-hmm. for sure. But you know what? There's friendships. Like I might not be around as much. I'm probably not going to those get togethers, yeah. um, you know, or whatever. Cause this is my priority. So I, I do think there is a, something does, mm-hmm. I don't, I hate to say suffer, maybe not suffer because it's gone for forever or no one's going to be forgiving of that sure. because they respect your choice to go. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm, that's what I'm committed to. And I think that's why we honor elite athletes Absolutely, because we go, wow, how do they, how do they do it? But mm-hmm. I think there's something to recognize if you want to go there, mm-hmm. just know that that's your top, that is a top priority. And yeah. some other things might not feel like they're in balance. Yeah. You know, laundry on the floor, not getting folded there, <laughs> yeah. mantle that like like what mm-hmm. whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. Fair enough. And now that you are done with that part of CrossFit as far as competition goes, what's the next switch? What's the next thing that's going to get flipped? Good question. I know. I it, so I'm always like uh, I will say uh, Chris Actually, he's planning a uh, in Montana next July. Okay. Forget the name of the race. I, that, he's training two right now. Ones. He okay, needs... he's training right now. I think it's July thirtieth. Okay. But anyway, um, so he's already in motion. Okay. And training hard All for right. that. Okay. Um, but 
it, it, you know what? My fallback is always to go back to CrossFit. Sure. And it, and I tell, and I always, because let me tell you, I went to the Rogue Invitational. I'm watching mm-hmm. the athletes. The Open's coming up at the end of February. I already right. looked at the dates, and <laughs> the likelihood of me qualifying is high mm-hmm. to go to the next stage. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is that really what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that? But but it's easy. I'm it's familiar. I'm already there. You know, a lot. You yeah. know, the gym. And but but then I have to ask myself where where do I want to grow? Mm-hmm. Um, and so my my client he loves guns. He you know his wife goes to the range. He has mm-hmm. she has a personal coach. He said, Carrie, I think you'd be really great at this. And he shows me a video of the top female athlete. And I feel forget the name of it because um, I did say I was going to go research it mm-hmm. more. But basically, it's, it's speed. Right. You know, and you go it's like tactical and you, shooting. yeah, tactical. Yeah. And so and I was he was like, you would be so good at this. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I was like, but and so I'm in interested in that. Well, I'm interested in familiarizing myself with being better at guns and mm-hmm. shooting and it would be stimulate the fitness area of mm-hmm. it and accuracy and things that are important. Mm-hmm. So I do know and then also like being an example for my daughter, mm-hmm. even for my son, even for other women and empowering them to be uh, feel comfortable and familiar with the shooting, mm-hmm. you know, and in yeah. handling guns and whatnot. So that like I'm a, uh, so I'm playing with sure. right Starting now. To get a like, itchy. Yes, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm totally am. And uh, I'm also reminding myself, don't do just something that's you're and I hate to say CrossFit going all the way is not comfortable, but yeah. that you're comfortable and familiar with. You right. have like proof Step of concept. Out. Yeah. With Step outside your familiarity yeah, exactly. at least. Exactly. So that's follow up question based on something else. Um, you were talking to I get your coach, uh, am I good enough, right? Mm-hmm. Can I do this? And you said I'd be okay either way. Have you ever had an exam something in your life that was a no? You're not good enough. And how do you handle that? Prove them wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, great question um, that I would have to actually really think about that. Nothing mm-hmm. pops up just immediately that someone said you probably can't do that. Not even that somebody said. Yeah, but, yeah. But, or that maybe I felt, you like, might felt like you couldn't even do it. Just, even just like, life was like, this is not yours. Whatever this is, you know, you are told no by either the universe or, yeah. you know, somebody who you respect that you would listen to. How would you handle that if you can't think of anything? It really is to focus and get it, take, you know, do it to the best of my ability, mm-hmm. attack yeah. that one thing. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that is yeah. my mindset and mentality to do that. Now, right. business wise, I got the fitness thing down, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. business wise, there's always something I always ask myself, like I always say, you know, why, you know, a client that shows up and they get an unlimited membership and they only come once a week. I'm like, why are you not coming? Yeah. Sure. Don't you get it? Mm-hmm. And I, then I have to go, Carrie, where are you not showing up? Mm-hmm. Where's that one thing that's on your list of things to do that you keep missing the mark, you know, and there are, and it tends to me to be like some sort of computer work or dialing mm-hmm. in and, you know, setting some, even like, um, you know, with uh, social media, like intentionally setting up these daily calendars to be on top of your, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. message. Right. And yeah. I'm just like, what gives? Why are you not doing that? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, but it's carving out that time. I'm a busy body. I'd rather be out and doing things, swinging sure. a kettlebell, throwing a rope, you know, yeah. something, yeah, yeah. jump it in an ice bucket. Yeah. Um, but I, I would say that there are areas, uh, we all have our blind spots, mm-hmm. that I definitely would say, no, you need to. How are you going to use uh, this as a time to focus and be the best at that one thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To, usually falls in the way of like some sort of business <laughs> growth area that needs I, to happen. I love, I love asking that question because everybody approaches their nose differently. Mm-hmm. And I, I love hearing how you 
take that in and then attack it. You know, and, and with that, you know, it just made me think of a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of us, I think that we, we I want it. It's just like the nutrition piece, right? I, wa- yeah. I want to lose the weight or gain muscle or whatever yeah. it is. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do the thing. And then, but you don't have, someone hasn't helped you to map out yeah. a plan. So you go to an expert and helps you map out. A plan, right? Yeah. And so even um, with a, a second business that we have called Lift Off Body, mm-hmm. it's an online remote coaching platform where we do nutrition and we have daily workouts posted. Mm-hmm. And we were, in fact, I came from a meeting and it, what, where is the next step for this business to grow? Mm-hmm. And so our first kind of response was, we, we know somebody in the industry that is a coach coaching people in this area to help out. And boom, mm-hmm. let's call and do a strategy session Mm -hmm. with this coach to create a plan, have them oversee what's going on, Mm -hmm. help us map out the plan for 2022. Mm -hmm. What does that look like? Mm Because we have blind spots. Mm -hmm. We've been doing the same thing for a couple years now, and it's like, what's the next move? And so encouraging all of us, Mm -hmm. right, and me, all of us, who's the coach? Mm -hmm. Who's helping you to create the plan? If you feel Mm -hmm. stuck, Mm-hmm. Who are you reaching up to? Who mm-hmm. are your mentors? Um, we all need those in our life. Yeah. You know, and I think that's the go-to too. It's just like my daughter in, in CrossFit. It's like, sure. Savannah, we can get you there faster if we can get you a coach. Who mm-hmm. you want to listen to? Yeah. It should be me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Savannah, if you're listening, yeah, yeah, yeah. listen to, to Carrie. <laughs> well, I, as you're talking, it has made me think of, especially with hard goals or, or blind spots, whether mm-hmm. it's a goal you're pursuing or a blind spot, you're trying to fix and when you're married or working in a high stress, high competitive environment, there's a lot of those being Mm -hmm. exposed. Right. No one ever gives you the thing. Like the thing you want is not what anyone's ever going to give you, but people will give you a plan. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just, as you were talking, it just put this little brain note in my head of like, you're never going to get the thing, but you will get a plan. Yeah. And Um, in that plan, you're going to, maybe get the thing uh-huh. and probably learn a lot in mm-hmm. the journey, right? We always yeah. say it's, it's a marathon. It's not a, a sprint. And yeah. it's, it's the, the journey that Except teaches the us the lessons. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you it, know, it makes so. me think of like a, like a treasure map, you know, cause you've got that X there, mm-hmm. but then there's all this yeah. unknown right. that you got to mm-hmm. get from, you know, somebody yeah. gives and you, you that map and you're like, all right, yeah, yeah. Um, I noticed the, the rosary on your wrist. Where does faith fit into your life? Obviously, faith is a huge part of CrossFit, at least the original, and it seems to be... Because people are just bench-pressing crosses. Right. Well, the yeah, time. they're just like bench-pressing Jesus. Yeah, that's exactly. like That's why I work out. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm just, I'm curious how that influences both, you know, you as a, a business owner, you as an athlete, like, where does that fit? And I find that a lot of people have something more than them that they mm-hmm. rely on in those tough times. And I'm curious if that's it for you. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'd say it's absolute foundation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, even, oh, we, gratitude lists are big in our sure. household. In mm-hmm. fact, our children are homeschooled, and mm-hmm. the first thing they do for the day is wake up, get their gratitude books, and Dude. put, you know. Five-minute journal. Man. Yeah. That's Let's already go. a better school than any public school. That, that, <laughs> that's the, and the kids have been doing yeah. that mm-hmm. since they could write. Yeah. And Savannah actually was gifted from Jeremy some rocks. She loved rocks picking them up and we said they were gratitude rocks mm-hmm. we taught her that and she got a bag of rocks river rocks from jeremy That's and it was they were gratitude rocks and she would find rocks that actually started her gratitude was just like this is a rock for mm-hmm. say their name mm-hmm. this is a rock it represents mm-hmm. i'm grateful for so i'd say you know in in faith the mm-hmm. foundation is gratitude and mm-hmm. thankfulness and 
it doesn't have to get complex or, you know, I was raised in the Catholic church and you're like, Oh, you know, the Catholic church, you know, and even me, I'm like, Oh, the Catholic church, you know, <laughs> but yeah. no, but it's bigger than that. It's yeah, a, yeah. a personal relationship with something bigger than me that, um, for me and, um, knowing that I'm not perfect and it's not going to be easy, but when things get tough, that there's something bigger than me that's going to pull and drive. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, um, something I share with others Mm -hmm. that feel like they, um, are struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, and just kind of can't find their way. And for me, it's just, let's start with gratitude. Mm-hmm. Let's start with that because that that to that is faith. Sure. That is um, having something bigger because I think we all have something mm-hmm. right to be grateful yeah. for. Um, in for me specifically, in uh, one event at the CrossFit Games, it was the swim in the ocean, and it was in 2010. And I remember looking. The guys had gone in the water, and one of the athletes came out, who I, athlete I know, strong athlete, mm-hmm. and he came out and basically returned from the swim in, in like, hit a knee in front of Dave Castro. And I was watching all this go down, and my girlfriend saw me watch this go down, and she grabbed me, and she goes, nope, you turn right here. And she just put her arms around me and uh, Lisa, and we, she just started praying over all of us just for safety. And, mm-hmm. and in that moment, I was just like, one, you know, it was this belief, you know, and mm-hmm. like, I'm going to just go into those waves and just, you know, um, and I'd done an Ironman and that was yeah. actually that same mentality. I was just like, I'm going to be bigger than these waves, but it's not me. It's just mm-hmm. this, this faith one that I put in the training two mm-hmm. that I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I believe I can, mm-hmm. but it's because there's something bigger than me yeah. there. Yeah. Definitely. But I, it's definitely been the foundation for who we are as a community, mm-hmm. yeah. um, whether I know you're probably not coming to my gym going like, this is a faith-based group, but I will say that you probably come into our community and go, feels different here. Sure. I can affirm that. There, there, there definitely is that. Just the people with a CrossFit Central shirt on obviously care more about the people around them than themselves. Um, and, I, and I think that that is a vein that I sense at both the downtown location and the Burnett location, um, as far as the way that y'all treat people, mm, um, the yeah. way that you invite people. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on having you on the podcast and you mentioned it a second ago, you know, empowering women. Um, is that something, especially in fitness, you've always had a passion for, or has that grown over time as well as far as like using fitness as, as a way to empower Women, whether they're young women or new mothers or women getting a little bit older, just like how does that play out in your business today? Yeah, for sure. I remember in 2009, I started a group and it was called Mastermind Fight Club. Mm -hmm. And it was women and it was from our community and an invitation through my blog, whoever it got out into California and other places (laughs) and for other women, wherever you're at to join. And it was nine months. So it was this nine month birthing, you know, basically that I was like, okay, we're going to take the next nine months and we're going to become more. So mm-hmm. I, with my lead, it was um, just getting a group of women. And at that point, I think there was like 15-ish. Mm-hmm. And it, like I said, a few from California and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was just about empowering women. But what I love about CrossFit, it, it's community. Mm-hmm. And you do these kind of hard workouts that you think you can't do. And then you do them and you're like, and you like learn something about mm-hmm. yourself. So I, I will say I, I became very passionate about 
that through CrossFit, mm-hmm. I think, um, challenge, getting women to step up. And I just think through that, you know, as things carried on, I started, a, it was called Champion Mindset. And I always kind of, it was about empowering women mm-hmm. specifically. And I just believe that women, I find, put themselves on the back burner and they take care of the rest of the family and kids mm-hmm. are first mm-hmm. and they don't really live out who their true purpose and meaning is. And yes, it can be through all these other hats that we wear, but like what really drives you? And so it's been a passion of mine to help women come into the space of CrossFit, do something hard like weightlifting. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I run a women's Monday through Friday, women's CrossFit class. And when women come in and deadlift their first 200 pounds or a hundred pounds, it's just like, they just like have, feel so powerful. That feedback loop is immediate. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and it's just like, so to get women and teach them how to even hook grip or mm-hmm. press the bar or to get a squat rack or unload the barbell correctly, I'm just mm-hmm. like, these are life skills. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and I want women to yeah. know how to do them because it empowers them to go be a better wife, a stronger mm-hmm. mom, stronger in their workforce, ask for the raise, quit the job they can't stand. Yeah. I mean, it I, that is huge. Like, I mean, people being miserable in their job And I'm like, okay, let's get down to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. You know, a woman I worked with, I work with right now, we've discovered that, you know, she was not creating any time and space for her to eat the right foods. And I said, well, I'll come. Well, she's like, I roll out of bed and I get right to work. And I do go to the office. No, I don't. And I'm like, I'm sure your boss didn't tell you weren't allowed to eat and you had to roll out right out of bed. I'm like, that's, but you know, we create this story in ourselves Mm -hmm. and I'm like, let's change the story. What do you want your story to be? Oh, that you are a strong, independent woman about to get married and you have nine months to fit into the beautiful dress that you want to be in. And like, who's that woman we're talking to? And then like this, the shift in her sending me a created schedule that now empowers her to put priorities first. I'm like, boom, breakthrough. So, I mean, win of the week right there, you know? And, and so it's like, is that, you know, simple to me? Yeah. Is it the most challenging thing for her because she's been walking in that for a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but she's making some small changes. Mm-hmm. So that one step in empowering women. But it, I will say, I think it all comes through a fitness vein. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I you mean, know, for like, me, it, it is who yeah, I am. It's yeah. an unbolts of it. But it's just like amazing. And each, it, it's a vehicle. CrossFit mm-hmm. is a yeah. vehicle. Fitness, yeah. movement, you know, and I hate to just pin it on CrossFit because it's not what it is. You sure. know, it is, it is getting the body to step out mm-hmm. and in, you know, increase the heart rate and yeah. breathe heavy. And just like mm-hmm. you said, we go into that space and our creative mind starts mm-hmm. happening. And it's mm-hmm. like, then you feel empowered. And then you'd be like, oh my God, I just did that thing. Mm-hmm. I can do a lot more things. Yeah. yeah. You know, or get rid of things, things that are toxic in my life yeah. and put the more th- healthy things in. When we're talking about um, achieving satisfaction with yourself through struggle, <clears throat> and fitness is one of the easiest ways to do that because it's so immediate. And then at the end, you're better than you were when you started in some way. So I completely understand. I am curious how, specifically with empowering women and the things you've been doing in that space, what do you learn about that that you were surprised to learn as you start coaching in that way? Because that's a little bit different than just teaching somebody how to add five pounds to a deadlift. You're now molding yeah, the, thoughts the and, like you said, rewriting teaching people stories. how to rewrite stories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some things that come up in those types of practices that maybe you weren't aware of yourself? You know... Even the best in the world, we all have our thing we have to work on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that so often comes up, whether you're a CEO of a company or, you know, stepping in and the, the elite athlete, mm-hmm. um, we all put our pants on the same way. <laughs> you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. and so I, that, comes, that comes up yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's just a, 
it is a reminder, mm-hmm. you know, that that um, we're so similar, and to share, like mm-hmm. having that sharing moment that so other people go, Oh yeah, that, Oh, that's you too. Oh, that's mm-hmm. just not me. Oh, yeah. I'm not, you know, strange, different, or, sure. you know, not going to survive or make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that definitely comes up for me and, and it's just navigating, um, very similar, right? The plan is very similar, but it, and then it just becomes very individualized, individualized for each person. Mm-hmm. Um, but we all were, are also fam- similar mm-hmm. in what we're up to. Um, so I think it's, it's helping people to peel back the layers and find what's going to work for them and what makes them happy. Mm -hmm. And, um, mine just happens to be kind of in the vein of, of women. Although I I hate to, some, some of the guys come to some of my, um, goal setting that we do at the the new year. And and I I always, I'm like, Carrie, men want to, men want to do this work too. They're empowered by this too. And Mm -hmm. so I just like that voice. Bouncing off of that as, as a man. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least a small man, uh, <laughs> small big guy. Uh, as a small big guy, a little small guy. I uh, I'm curious how I'm curious what we can do as men to help women empower themselves mm-hmm. and be hold space for that, but also be a catalyst for growth. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think you know, as my husband says, he he might have a conversation with me, or mm-hmm. he's like, I've used all my words for today. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know, and sometimes, you know, or, you know, this female voice comes to a man and mm-hmm. Brah, and they're like, well, have you thought of this, this and this? And he was like, the woman goes, Brah, you know, <laughs> and, oh, you know, duct tape. You know, they, that actually, they just wanted you to listen mm-hmm. and hear all the things. Mm-hmm. Didn't really need you to suggest anything, yeah. you know. <laughs> You mean you know, I can't fix everything? Yeah, it is just like, no, you didn't have the answer. That was wrong. You know, maybe that's not it. It was a great answer probably, yeah. right, coming from that male figure in your life. But um, I do think, you know, we're just, we are slightly wired, you know, mm-hmm. just a little bit differently. But I do know that, you know, men tend to be a little bit more, um, they, they have usually typically less yeah. words maybe, and a female is like, blah, you know, mm-hmm. just that's when they want to get together with their girls and just yeah. talk it out. Just, you know, and guys are like, oh, my God, no, yeah. let's watch sports. You know, I'll, we'll figure it out. It all It'll all work it out by the end yeah. of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for men, it's listen, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and acknowledge, um, you know, at this day and age, and we could go several different ways on this. You know, sure. you think about the women figure and just kind of the household and the cooker and the mm-hmm. caretaker. And it's yeah. like there's so much more there, mm-hmm. you know, and I think for men, too. Um, and it, this comes back to maybe the way you're raised or whatever. It's like men also can participate in those areas and do Mm -hmm. a great job. And I I mean, I think that Chris and I just, we worked so well together. I mean, I'm so grateful that Chris is a stay at home father. And Mm -hmm. we discovered that when stone was four months old and that that was Mm -hmm. the way we were going to make things happen in our household. And he and I worked together and I prefer that. I think the less we see each other, the more um, distant we become and it doesn't work for our relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, some are like, yeah, you go to work. We probably should be on opposite sides, you know, (laughs) more than together. And I think Mm -hmm. Whatever that looks like and however it works out for any couple or relationship, it's it's figuring out those things that really allow me to be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I want Chris to be awesome, too. And mm-hmm. like whatever that male-female relationship is, it's like, how are you helping someone to be their most amazing self? Yeah. And acknowledging what makes you happy, mm-hmm. what makes me happy, and giving space for those people to, to grow in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably any relationship. 
but maybe you know, I, but, but yeah, you yeah. know, just the, the intricacies <laughs> of I think the male and female you know differences. Mm-hmm. It's just. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, I think that's healthy relationship yeah, talk. I think you have to yeah. acknowledge those differences. Yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And how I'm curious, you know, as zooming out from like relationship to relationship, like sing, individual, like male to female, like males to females, like in the gym specifically, like what is maybe one misconception or misunderstanding that males tend to have about like the girl in the gym or about like, like, how can men support females in fitness specifically? Um, yeah. Um, you know, I think it's like, te- I would say most, a lot of men maybe have mm-hmm. been around the scene of the gym and weightlifting yeah. and things like that. And just, um, you know, assisting, you know, mm-hmm. in that area. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, probably maybe don't overstep your boundaries, but you know, like yeah. just, just being yeah. uh, supporting in, I mean, I think about competition. Like we do a women's only competition called the mm-hmm. iron bell and so many men come out and support their women in the sure. female teams yeah. in that and encourage, you know, that, that, you know, competition strong, mm-hmm. lift as much weight as you can, <laughs> yeah. you know? And I mean, to each his own, I mean, there's all different, you know, mm-hmm. who we are around and, and mm-hmm. but it, it is about empowering, you know, yeah, you can lift more, you can be stronger. Mm-hmm. You know, and at that same vein, I wanted to, I was thinking too about men and it's like men are sensitive too. Yeah. You know, and, and men need, you know, I mean, <laughs> it in the weight room even, and like, mm-hmm. you think like, oh, it's a guy, we're going to push, let's go, don't you want to lift more? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, not, not that's always. not always the case, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's like being very, not always, not always. <laughs> you know, well, one time, so we're recording above our gym right yeah, now, yeah. and one time yeah. my wife came to the gym, and there's a lot of shirtless guys working mm-hmm. out, and I'm usually watching her just because she's cute, Yeah, but... After we left the gym, she was like, hey, did you see me doing this thing? And I had a really, a moment of insecure honesty where I said, Jenny, I'm not going to lie. I was comparing myself to every other guy in the gym. Like, I did not right. see yep. you because I was looking at the other yep, guys. Yep, yep, um, yep, for sure. And I, I don't think, <laughs> yeah, I don't think sometimes guys admit that as far as like, oh, I was looking at the other dudes. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they were doing things that I wish I could do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, just supporting men are a little sensitive. Yeah. Um, Carrie, I know you have a hard stop stop coming up pretty quick. Yeah, we yeah, want to respect yeah. your time. Yeah, Thank you sure. for coming to sit Thank with you us. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of talk about all the random things. You, <laughs> yeah, 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 you are sure. an absolute legend in the, the CrossFit realm, but Thank here you. in Austin in the fitness scene, you are just a pillar of badassery, in, mm-hmm. in my opinion. <laughs> um, and yeah, so with Lift Up Body, you have CrossFit Central. Um, what, what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about that's maybe coming up in 2022? So with our, um, with liftoff specifically, it's Mm -hmm. about getting, um, honestly that remote community Mm -hmm. just to feel like they're not on an Island by themselves. So we're working on, we're really bringing fitness to Mm -hmm. anybody in the world. Um, and I think our first, I always like to say, um, you, if you can't train with CrossFit central, because you don't live in Austin, you can still work with us because mm-hmm. we have opportunity for you. And the life of a client at CrossFit Central is like you actually never have to leave our family yeah. because we have something to offer you, whether it's working out in your garage gym because you built it out and that's mm-hmm. what works for you, or you mm-hmm. travel because you're starting to travel more and you're mm-hmm. moving around the space of that. There's always something there. So bringing community to remote coaching um, mm-hmm. is what really I'm trying to instill with that group. Okay. Um, personally, it's about um, my voice and getting back into my champion mindset okay. and um, connecting the 
current, I think, women in the Austin area mm-hmm. to um, you just come together with fitness and then also just empowering them to, I always say, you know, the oxygen mask drops, you put it on you first, then the kid. Mm-hmm. You know, how are you providing health, wellness, mm-hmm. mental health um, for yourself so that you can be the best wife, the best mother? Yeah. And so um, my champion mindset's coming back. Uh, and what that is, it's a four-week program, remote, indoor, in-person. Um, so if you're here and local, you can absolutely uh, be a part of it pers- in, in person or you can do it remote. But it's just a course, basically getting women to define their purpose, live through their purpose passionately, and uh, share that with others. Heck yeah. That's beautiful. And, and our last question last is always. Question. You got it? You got sure, I got this. Carrie, what does it mean to you to be a Texan? What does it mean to be a Texan? Um, gosh, a little bit of a twang. Maybe I have one still. I have no idea, actually. We'll listen to this podcast back yeah. and see. Um, freedom. Mm-hmm. To be honest, some freedom. I, I look at a bunch of other things that are going on in the world and other states mm-hmm. and whatnot, and I do feel like that we have a lot of freedom here. We do. Um, you oh, know, it's just um, in New York. I promise you we do. I mean, right. So, I mean, I have not been, but I read the news and check on all that stuff. But, um, you know, I think the freedom to really kind of move about still and have access to land, mm-hmm. uh, open water, Mm-hmm. Uh, lo- lots of rivers and creeks, and not that other places don't have those, but I know that uh, specifically in our area, mm-hmm. we have access to a lot of that. Um, so I think that right there. Mm-hmm. Freedom. Some, yeah, freedom. some freedom. Awesome. Well, Carrie, thank you so much. We can find you at Carrie Kepler on Instagram. Carrie Kepler. Correct. CrossFit Central on Instagram. Lift Off Body on Instagram. <laughs> Fittest Experience on, on Instagram. Instagram. All right. Well, if you are in the Austin area, make sure to visit. I prefer the Burnett location because that's where Carrie's at, but also downtown's great. Jeremy's there. He's all right. Um, And as always, we appreciate everybody listening. Bye, y'all. Sitting with better posture because of that interview, shoulders back. You know what? I'm going the other way. I'm going worse posture just to <laughs> just, like just to like make up for all the good posture in the room. Well, and it's also you see the posture and realize, oh, I'll never I'll get never, there. Yeah, I'll so never I'm get just there. gonna slouch. Slouch yeah. time. I will say, I you know, I was happy to learn that if I wanted to be like a winner at the CrossFit Games, all I have to do is master double unders and muscle ups. Apparently, exactly. That's all you got to do. All you gotta do. <laughs> That's all you got to do. And it w- it was awesome to have Carrie come to the studio so cool, at yeah. the gym. And see, just see in her walk, oh, you could kick everyone's ass in this gym yeah, right yeah. now. Right now. Just drop of a hat. Just in your flip flops right mm-hmm. now, you would do it. So, Carrie, if you're listening, thank you so much thank you so for much. giving us your time. Speaking of fit people, mm-hmm. did you uh, have I, an encounter with. It happened. It happened. In a way I never expected. Okay. So, I get to my desk on Monday. And I'm at work. I think this is the safest place. Mm-hmm. He's always so mean and aggressive towards me. But here I'm safe. There's a code to right. get into this building. Yeah. I'm just going to get to work, and I'm going to do my thing. So I open up my computer. I pull up my emails. And I see at the very top, I just got a new email. And it said, Lance. And I thought, huh. I I don't have any authors named Lance. I don't think I'm working with anyone named Lance. So I open it. 
and it says, click this link to see a new highlight. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on? You know you're never supposed to click those. Well, I clicked it. Okay. And then the song starts playing. Mm-hmm. But it's Lance Armstrong's face on Rick Ashley's head. And so it's like, never going to give you up, never going to lance you down, never going to turn around and lance you. I got Lance rolled. You got Lance rolled. He's trolling me now. Dude, he's he's Rick Roll troll. He he Rick, he Rick, Rick. Armstronged me. He Lance rolled what me. A- Again, it just played out a loop. Never going to give you up, never going to lance you down, never going to turn around. And Lance, you... Yeah, so... If you get an email from Lance... Lance, Don't open it. Don't open it, because you're going to get Lance rolled. Because you're going to get Lance rolled. But I just appreciate the time he took to Photoshop his face over over Rick Rick, Ashe's face. I mean, honestly, man, that's... The dedication to trolling you is... Next level. I, I just appreciate that he does everything the way he does anything. You know? it's He's all in. He's all in. Exactly. So, yeah, if you see Lance in you your inbox or out on his bike, we want to hear from you. The best thing about Lance is he's he's never going to let you down. He's never going <laughs> to. It's true. He, never <laughs> would, he will never he Lance never me down. So, if you see Lance out there trolling, rolling, walking, whatever it is, DM us that story. We'd love to share it. We know that we're not the only ones seeing him out there. absolutely. So DM us at textish underscore pod, your Lance sighting. We will definitely make sure to read it on air. Speaking of DMing us, don't forget, leave a review on Apple Podcast. Take a screenshot of that and tag us at textish underscore pod. Mm Mm-hmm. We have four more T-shirts, four more t-shirts that we are giving away. away absolutely free. And we free. will release those designs in the next week or two. We'll release them when you finally leave your reviews. <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting a point. No more Mr. Nice Guy. You know what? No more. I, I'm buying these T-shirts, and you're out here not you're, leaving your you're reviews. You're not going to get any until you, you – you can't have any until you leave the reviews. Leave the reviews. Nobody can have any it. shirts. The review can literally say they're giving me a free shirt. Right. This review is for a free shirt. I will take that. Okay, but actually, please, share this episode. Share it on Instagram. Tag at taxish underscore pod. Download on Apple Podcasts. Follow on Spotify. Leave that review. We love the stars, but leave a written review as well. We would love all the feedback, love all the honesty, and we really do appreciate you listening to this point. We want to keep doing this podcast. We're going to keep doing this podcast. But we would also love it if you comment, like, subscribe, Share, listen, all download. The it's all, all we want the for things. Christmas. All we want Look, for Christmas. All we want for Christmas is our podcast to go incredibly viral and make tons of money. Is that too much to ask? Yeah, come on. We're just low-key trying to make a living like, off of on. shouting into a microphone. Right. That's all we want. I mean, if Ben Shapiro can do it. I mean, yeah, come on. I mean, that, that freckled-faced... You don't even have to slow us down to half speed to understand what we're saying. Like, exactly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Leave the review. Give us the like. Give us the follow. We appreciate all of you. Love you guys. Bye, Bye y'all. y'all.